the college football experience, Iowa State Cyclones 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by Circa Sports. Yes, Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contest. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com and remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circa Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. Episode. I'm excited. I, I I'm really excited. Big fan of what's going on in Ames. What's been going on since 2016 uh, has been Matt Campbell dominating and uh, well dominating for Iowa State standards. But perhaps you're wondering. We're gonna talk more about that. But perhaps, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swiga Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. I mean, Matt Campbell might have sounded like that a couple times coming at the Big 12 refs. Which were very questionable. Very questionable targeting penalties. You know, we'll get into it. But this program. I think it's headed in the right direction and I'm excited about the future of cyclone football. I am joined by my co-host give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline, kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. There we go, buddy. Yeah, you, be- buddy. you believe in culture? I believe in culture, and I do believe Matt Campbell is building one hell of a culture over he, there in Ames. He, I mean, look, Brock Purdy, NFC Championship with the Niners, Brees Hall with the New York Jets, and Will McDonald, first Iowa State player drafted since in the first round since the 70s. Dave Montgomery, <laughs> running back for the Dave Bears. Montgomery, it is going down. Couple Charlie names, Kolar, you might Xavier Hutchison, they got guys. We are also joined by... Uh, this guy, I'm excited to have him on the show because he is the host of the Big 12 College Experience, or one Ooh. of the hosts. Uh, so you know, and he's got connections. He's got family connections to uh, to Ames, Iowa, and the University of Iowa State. I give you one, Rush Bishop. How you doing, brother? Doing great. I know you guys had me on for BYU. That was a great, fun episode. Uh, my parents and brother went there, as we talked about. Now we're on to to my great uncle, who was an agriculture professor, 
at Iowa State, lives in Ames to this day, about to turn 90 years old here in September. And he's excited for the football season coming up. As he should be. I mean, look at this. The whole family tree here, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's like, who needs that Kevin Bacon game anymore? We got this going on here, right? Uh, Once in the cornfields, always in the cornfields. Oh, yeah. uh, big fan, big fan of what's going on and and the fan base. That's what I do think the Big 12 nailed. You know, I thought the Sun Belt nailed it a couple of years ago. When that the Sun Belt like it was like, okay, we're gonna do this, we're gonna play into what is college sports. Yeah. And they got all these these great fan bases and all these universities with great fan bases and uh, you know, got them all in the division. Where I feel like the Big Twelve has an edge up on some of these other conferences like the ACC and Pac twelve because everyone goes to the games. Yeah. Everyone goes to the games and I don't know. I think that's the blueprint. That's what you want. I think Brett Yormark might be on to something, but what are we doing talking about Brett Yormark? We, we should be talking about Matt Campbell here. Patty C, you look back at a season ago. And first off, I know I told you folks out there to take the over. And the over should have hit. Because when you look back, they were four and eight. Just one and eight in Big 12 play. But this team was so much better than that. They were so much better than that. I mean, you look at at what happened. So they finally beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh they had so many close games. They beat a 10 win Ohio team by 33 points. Uh, then they lose by seven to Baylor where uh, their safety Remember, They had a safety get plucked away from, uh, by Ole Miss like two weeks before the season. So then their backup safety was starting. He gets out for a terrible targeting situation and they're like pretty deep on the depth chart and Dave Aranda attacked at every play. That was the worst targeting of all time, by the way. <laughs> of all time. I've That's seen right. a lot of bad targetings. That was the worst targeting in the history of the sport of football. If you that go I've back seen. and listen to uh, the regular season last year and go, go through all those episodes, Colby is pretty much weekly complaining about the referees. He, yeah, I think he has a good point. I think uh, uh, Iowa State was on the losing end of a lot of calls. It, it seems year. like a common theme. I feel like over the years, even the good years, but uh, they missed field goals the very next week at Kansas, lost by three, right? And lost their running back. Yeah, and that's where mm-hmm. Jaleel Brock got out for the year. But yeah, I mean, they, they should have probably won that game. And I say this as a Kansas backer. Uh, Kansas probably had had no business winning that game, but they did. Uh, the very next week, the the Big Twelve champs, Kansas State, came into town. Oh, they hold Kansas State to ten points, and they lose ten to nine. Brutal. Then uh, the Texas game, which this is one. I mean, Xavier Hutchinson wide open deep catch. Uh, this is a great receiver and he just drops the ball. He drops the ball. They still get down to the end zone, throw a pick in the end zone. In my opinion, Texas had no business winning that game. I thought Iowa state was better the entire day, um, but they lose by three yet again. Then the bye week Oklahoma does win by 14 in Ames. Uh, one of the only times that it was not a one score loss. They go, then they beat West Virginia. Sorry, rush uh, yeah. by 17. So I'm sure your uncle might've sent you a nice uh, uh, piece of mail, probably judging no. by the age. I lost um, some beer that yeah. day. <laughs> and then at Oklahoma state, Patty C they lose by six Texas tech who was had a great season by four. And then they did get, they did get just totally destroyed at TCU. But man, you look at it. Wait, one, two, what, what is the uh, seven, 10, six. 11, 14, uh, 14, 20, 24. So what, how many losses that 24 points and six losses, six Six possession losses. I mean, now that's what happens when, when Brock Purdy and Brees hall 
and Charlie Kohler all leave. Uh, you know, you, the offense seemed to be there, but yet not there. Um, turnovers at, at bad times, missed field goals. I think it's a year to bounce back. Pettisee, what'd you make of uh, Matt Campbell's four and eight Iowa team in 2022? Well, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of bad bounces went their way. Apparently, uh, you know, some struggles in the red zone, which probably is a result of not of having a dinged up running back the whole year. And it's like, if you can just convert that, if you're healthy, if you're getting some of the calls to go your way, then all of a sudden, what? Imagine if they win even half of those. That's a bowling yeah. bowling team. Right I there. expect regression. Uh, I did even last year, even though I took the over, just because I thought uh, they're going with a young quarterback and a young running back, right? Yeah. But I did not expect that much. You know, close losses. Rush. How about yourself? Well, it's like you said. I I think the team as well is bought into the culture. Matt Campbell. Well, I know we'll go through the transfer portal, offense, defense, but clearly they didn't lose a lot. Did not make a lot of noise in the transfer portal kept, let's see, what is it? Eight, nine starters on offense. Um, and you defense, another six starters they have returning. I mean, you look at that Texas tech game uh, at the end of the season, they knew they weren't bowling by then, but to only lose by four points, have it a close game. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a team that's bought in. It's a team that's experienced. Obviously we'll go over the questions, um, that each side of the field has, but guys, guys stayed around. To, to yeah. play for Matt Campbell and play at Iowa State, so clearly they're they're bought into something. And no, last year was more of a outlier, and things just went the bad way than actually they were that bad. Amen. I agree. And like you gotta love Matt Campbell. Played defensive line at Pitt back in the day, uh, and for Mountain Union, he was there at Pitt just for a year. So I know Rush is a, a WVU graduate. So don't <laughs> don't hold that against him. He, he realized after one year, he's like, you know what, this place. Uh, let me go. Let me go to Mountain Union. Uh, I'm an Ohio guy. What am I doing here in Pittsburgh, uh, folks? We're gonna get into it though. We're gonna talk portal, offense, defense, special teams, all that good stuff. We're gonna go game by game on the Iowa State schedule. But before we do that, want to tell you. That the Iowa State Cyclone 2023 season preview episode is brought to you by Circa Sports. Yes, Circa Millions plus Circa Survivor are back. Fourteen million dollars in guaranteed prizes are up for grabs. Uh, look, Circa Millions. Uh, you pick five NFL picks ATS each week. That's the contest. All right. Circa Survivor is obviously you. You just pick a different money line winner each and every week. You can't. You can't pick the same team twice. Obviously. So there's some strategy to it. But it's absolutely fantastic. You can enter in Las Vegas, uh, play from anywhere. Sports gambling podcast will be out uh, that be out there last weekend in August. So setting up a proxy. Um, Hello. Circusports.com uh, uh, for all the details. Once again, Circusports.com. Uh, Patty, see what would you do with fourteen million dollars? Huh? I mean, I think I would invest it into. I guess the NIL isn't a thing for uh, Iowa State, but what 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 do you do? Get pay Matt Campbell. Yeah, keep him keep him there forever. That's what you're talking about. I mean, hold on, we'll, we'll dive into that in a second. But anyway, circa circusports.com for all the details. Uh, once again, circusports.com. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Iowa State Cyclones 2023 season preview. Patty C, we were t- you just made a, a reference to that at our uh, while we were doing our ads. Um uh this is uh this so Matt Campbell's only f- he's only 43 years old. He's been a head college football coach uh since what? 2012. He's been at Iowa State since 2016. He's turned down the Detroit Lions. He's turned down some other college football jobs. He turned down a a uh, Urban Meyer wanted him to be on the staff at Ohio State. Turned it down. Um, I kind of love this guy, and I want him to stay at Iowa State all the time. You know what I mean? I want him. I'm thinking he should stay there until he's 70. All right, 
because this is awesome, right? I know the only thing that could that, that could make him leave was probably like what Cincinnati or Ohio State, because uh, he's an Ohio guy. I'm sure Ohio State would get him to leave. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully, hopefully he stays there. What what do you make of uh, him turning down the Detroit Lions and turning down other jobs? He wouldn't even take the interviews. Uh, pretty darn uh, impressive in this day and age. A definite, you know, uh, departure from what we're used to seeing. And before last year, he had gone to five straight bowl games with the Cyclones, one Big Twelve championship where they lost barely to Oklahoma. Uh, he is a fantastic coach, and I I fully expect him to bounce back. Uh, this year, I know you know we got to get into it, but uh, Rush, how about yourself? How do you feel about Matt Campbell? I think it, Iowa State needs him, and he needs Iowa State. Clearly, um, I mean, speaking obviously from a West Virginia fan, it used to be Kansas and Iowa State. You could mark those as two automatic wins every season for the football team, and he clearly, obviously, Kansas too. But obviously, in this situation, Matt Campbell has done an excellent job of putting the program on the map. An incredible season, what he had back in twenty twenty. Um, for Iowa State, it's it it it's one of those things. The grass isn't always greener on the other side, and it's also not the grass is always greener for Matt Campbell. And I think he knows that, so that's why you see him turn down jobs like Detroit Lions. I know he was rumored at Nebraska. There's a, there's something about kind of that perfect storm and perfect match. It's you know be careful what you wish for, and he could make just as much money. Have like you said, be there the next thirty years, and they would still have him. So so why risk something that that's good if not great? Yeah, yeah, and and I, it's kind of what he preaches. If you've seen some of his his uh, not his press conferences, but his speeches to his team, he he doesn't he he's like a breath of fresh air in 2023, and, and we'll get to that because the transfer portal. By the way, not a big believer. Yeah, not it, a big believer. Matt Campbell, and you see his like uh, team or his players like leaving, and him like basically crying on senior senior day. It's like man, he it's really legit. He's yeah. bought in completely. He's been there seven years. He's forty three, like you said. So he started at thirty six. Three time Big Twelve Coach of the Year. For context, we all. Th- I mean, the the immediate comparison for a a, a long term coach in Big Twelve country in that section of the country who has transformed a program is Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder was at Kansas State for a long time, but guess when he took over that program? Eighties, right? Eighty nine. Yeah. Age fifty. Mm. Right. So. Matt Campbell took over at age 36. We're talking about a guy who could be the yeah. next, well, Paterno. Please stay there. Without, you yeah, know, without, without Sandusky and all that <laughs> right. shit. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, let's talk about it. Cause the transfer portal, like I alluded to, this was one of the easiest ones. I felt like I was doing Army or Navy or Air Force because, uh, <laughs> you know, not a big buyer into the transfer. Now, people can leave. He's like, you don't want to be here? Get the fuck out. Yeah. All right. Uh, departing is defensive lineman Hunter Deo. To Bowling Green defensive lineman Johnny Wilson still in the portal looking for a home. Defensive lineman Howard Brown to the Boise State Broncos saying Buckham. Cornerback Tavon Kyle to the Virginia Cavaliers. Patty C. QB Nate Glantz to McNeese State. Wide receiver Sean Shaw to Texas State. Running back Deion Silas to Rhode Island the Rams. Linebacker Hunter Zenzen to North Dakota State. Wide receiver Tristan Mashad is still in the portal. Defensive end Jaden Gray to La Tech. Safety Mason Chambers to Incarnate Word. Defensive lineman Blake Peterson to the Jackrabbits, uh, the reigning FCS champs in South Dakota State. Uh, incoming, uh, well, they took running back Arlen Harris from Stanford and linebacker Zachary Lovett from Missouri. And that's it. That's it. This is the easiest one ever, man. I feel this is uh, so. 
well, the question is, is have they won or lost the portal? My thing is, is like, if they take, if they're taking two guys that uh, you know, I understand they lost like 12, but no, that's the answer. They lost yeah. the portal. I think they won it because they know what they want. <laughs> right. And like to me, the other guys weren't starters. I look here and I'm like, okay, uh, Harris isn't a starter either. I guess he's projected to be the, actually the third string running back. So maybe you're right. Petty C, but uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I guess you're, you're right. just losing that much depth compared to what you're bringing in. It doesn't even have to be starters. Like, like especially if your mantra is, you know, culture and, and player he's like development. that's what his comparison is. Yeah. Or even Dabo Swinney, uh, a much less, I think Clawson's probably closer, yeah. but like not, not a user of the portal. So it hurts to lose those guys, no matter what. I mean, rush. Do you think that uh, in college football in 2023, you have to use the portal more? Is this a knock against Campbell or is this something that you just think that's him and that's going to work? Well, I think this is the litmus test. I think we're about to find out when you have uh, let's see, you have nine starters returning and one transfer portal player that's going to take over. And then you have another six returning on defense and have another two transfer portal players taking over. There's not a lot of more gaps you need to fill. So if yeah. you're able to keep it consistent, you're clearly guys have bought into your culture. Like we were talking about earlier, what you're trying to do. So I think in a world of chaos, that is the transfer portal and NIL, the fact that you can keep your program pretty consistent and, and avoid that and have buy-in and we'll, we'll see if, if that now that they're kind of the outlier in this, how well it works. So I, I think, I think we're about to find out it's one of those things, but I do think from the standpoint of keeping it consistent and not having a lot of holes to fill and bringing some guys up. I mean, you got to call it a preseason win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just refreshing. Well, you it's know, just refreshing I, I, as a UVA basketball fan, I feel like Tony Elliott is all about, he doesn't had any five Tony star, or Tony Bennett. <laughs> that's right. Not Tony. <laughs> Elliott. Yeah. Uh, Tony Elliott. There's a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot marks. of questions. Right. Tony Bennett. <laughs> Uh, you know, they have lost and he's had to use the transfer portal. Just get, that's the nature of the game. But generally speaking, he has the same like uh, blueprint is player development. And it occurs to me, it's like for these coaches that are such like player developers, it's probably healthier for them in the eyes of their program to let a player walk and just uh, rather than plug it with a player from the uh, transfer portal, just recruit more players, right. And have them in your system for a longer period of time. Because if you're filling players with uh you know, no experience in your system, then that's a net you yeah. know, lack of experience in your system that could ultimately be plugged up with recruiting and developing. So if you're good at development, it's probably a better approach. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know the offense a year ago though, needs some help. They were 113th mm -hmm. in scoring offense. Rush offense was 115th uh, passing offense, 37th. Uh, total offense at 82nd. Um, this is the big question mark. I think coming into 23, uh, Hunter Deckers though is back, and to me, you saw flashes of him being really good. But they also, I know, are excited about some of the backups here at the quarterback spot. But uh, you know, it's I would assume it's going to be uh, Deckers. But I know they have uh, JJ Cole, a freshman. They're super excited about, and also Rocco Beck, a uh, JUCO, I believe. Um, but either way, I do think the the Deckers was a freshman last year. I think, you know, he kind of threw every, the roster kind of got thrown to the wolves from an offensive standpoint. And I, I, that's why I think this is a good year to hop on them. The experience pays off. What do you make of uh, the quarterback situation? Patty C? Well, I feel like they've, um, they have, uh, 
had pretty good quarterbacks and I feel like he gets athletes, you know, Brock Purdy obviously translated pretty well into the pros. Um, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily an indicator that he's an athlete, but you know, in looking at Hunter Deckers, he, he has a good eye for what he wants to do. And you know, a pass first mobile quarterback seems to be what he wants to do. And just like, uh, you know, your, your, your purebred tailback kind of speed with power, you know, I get five, 10, 212 pound tailback. You, you have a quarterback that can run and then you're, you're a threat on the edges, you know, with the quarterback's feet. And he can also throw the ball and you, you pair that with a, a, a speed running back and you have a dynamic offense. So I think that, you know, Decker's with some development, this offense could start to fly again. And when the way their defense is playing, I, you don't even need to be like the best offense, just be improved. And I feel like, I mean, they almost won a bunch of those games last year with that offense. Um, well, uh, Rush, how do you feel about the quarterback situation in Ames? De- so Deckers, he threw for over three thousand yards last year, sixty-six uh, percentage completion. Um, the problem is he threw only five more touchdowns than he did interceptions, with nineteen to fourteen. So that's what it is. It comes down to the interceptions, the decision making, the ability to see the field, and this is going to be that. This is the question for the offense: Can he elevate? Can he cut down on those interceptions? And still maintain around that, you know, touchdown passing, that touchdown throwing. Pardon me. Yeah. Um, so if if he's able to do that, then you know it, you're going to have a mirror in the record. You're going to go from four and eight to eight and four. Yeah, yeah. And the running back spot is, I think, I think this is one of the positions that they're super, super excited about because yep. you have J- Jireel Brock, Brock was was injured last year, but he was a big time recruit. They bring in Harris from Stanford who, who can play. And then you have Cartavius Norton, who uh, so I'm sold on this running back room. I think this running back room has depth now. Uh, so and, and they also have the true freshman Carson Hansen uh, that I think they're excited about too. I I really think this will be a a very improved unit at the running back spot. Patty C, uh, y- y- what do you think? I mean, I I was looking at the game log earlier. I'm gonna have to pull it up for um, Brock, but. Yeah, it seemed like he was getting off every game. I want to say, and then obviously, when, once the injury came, he was hobbled all year. His 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 carries went down, and that's when the close losses started. So if he can get back to where he was for those first four games, which was, you know, a, a couple seventy eighty yard games and a couple hundred yard games. Yeah, and even those, like they were calling off the dogs. Like he is going to have to get his yards per rush up because I imagine you know uh, getting over five should be a priority for him. Yeah, but I just think well, the, yeah, yeah, you're right, and I think the injuries and just the fact I, I, I just think they're they're deeper at that position. But uh, uh, Rush, how, how do you how do you see the running back room? Yeah, everything you guys said is it, it. Can they stay healthy? Can they stay healthy? And if if someone ahead, can they have the next man up type of situation? Because especially as if we don't talk about is if Deckers is still falling into the trap of struggling to game manage or throw interceptions, you're going to have to rely on your running game. So they need to stay healthy and Deckers needs to not throw interceptions. Yeah. And then the wide receiver position, obviously they lose Xavier Hutchinson, which is huge. Cause he was like, he got more targets than the rest of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy was honestly the bread and butter of the whole offense. He uh, was, uh, that's why it's such a shame. He dropped third that ball in the Texas. nation in receptions, 107 receptions. Yeah. Yeah. But they br- do return Dimitri Stanley, who was a, a Colorado transfer a couple of years ago. His dad was Walter Stanley and played for the green Bay Packers and Washington Redskins. Uh, they have Jalen Noel back as well. And then uh, they have a Kentucky, uh, no, an Eastern Kentucky transfer. I'm sorry uh, that they're excited about in Jaden Higgins. Um, 
this is the big question mark. I think can, and can they just the, the tight end position? That's another thing. Charlie Cole uh, Kohler was such a big deal two years ago. It kind of looked like they suffered a little bit. So I think that, that the tight end position could be something to, to watch here since Xavier Hutchinson's gone. If Gabe Burkle can be that guy uh, to, 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 to step up and, and, you know, help out uh, the quarterback position that was so reliant on Hutchison from a year ago. Now the offensive line, they return what four or five starters. You gotta love that. They're breaking in a new center. You gotta love that. I'm optimistic on this offense. Patty C as a whole unit. What do you think? Well, that alone makes me optimistic on any offense four, four or five returning, but you combine that with a coach like Campbell, he's going to make the most of that. So four or five returning and what two of those were freshmen a year ago. So you can see the youth movement <laughs> was on this whole roster rush. What do you make of the entire offense as a unit? You think it's going to be vastly improved? Yeah. So a couple of things is they do have a new offensive line coach. He was the offensive corner uh, coordinator. Pardon me at uh, UNI uh, Ryan Clayton. You're right. They returned four or five starters from last year. Uh, Brady Peterson steps up redshirt senior. So you got someone experienced who's now stepping up at senior who they're trying to replace Trevor Downing, who's now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that, so that, that is the question. Offensive line is you bring in that new coordinator who had, excuse me, that new coach at offensive line who has offensive coordinator experience comes in and focuses on it. They also have a new offensive coordinator. I'm going to butcher the last name. It's what I do best. Um, Nate shell shell Hayes. Um, I'm sure you guys can do it better than me. It is his sixth season with Iowa state, but it's his first time as coordinator. This guy is supposed to be the, the new up and coming thing. The new, like this will be a head coach someday. So we'll see how he handles the, the offensive problems because the way you see it um, with them losing six, one possession games last year, it's the offense only averaged 20.2 uh, points per game and the defense gave up 20.3. So that point one is a huge difference. So crazy. even the offense <laughs> scores another yeah. point or two. I mean, we've, I mean, we've talked about this already. Uh, and then you brought up great points earlier. Um, can the tight ends get involved this year? That's the question. And then how do you make up for the production of Xavier Hutchinson? Uh, is J- Jalen Noel step up and be the guy, or do you split it between Dimitri Stanley as well? And uh, the, and the newcomer um, Jaden Higgins. So they they have the pieces. It's how are you using those pieces? Yep. Yeah. Well, and let me say this. Can we just admit that they're a little bit of a mirror image of their old uh, old uh, brother over in uh, Iowa City in terms of th- this team hasn't been a, a dynamic offense. You know, under uh, they're not. No, they're, but I was not putting quarterback, running back, wide receiver in the pros. That's true. <laughs> but. Defense has been their calling card. True. Defense that is Matt, well, that's Matt Campbell's forte. I feel like yeah. that's what he played. Uh, that's what as a player. The expectation in this part of the country, you play some stinking defense and it conservative football, like a lot of low scoring games last year, but you're right. I think just a little bit more and those turn into wins all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, so the offense brings back nine starters from a season ago. The defense is only bringing back six. The defense uh, was 18th in scoring defense a year ago, 13th in rush defense, 10th in pass defense. This is the fourth best defense in the nation, and they didn't go bowling, Patty. See, how does this happen? That shows how much of an outlier I think it it, it was from a year ago. Defensive coordinator John Heacock is back for his eighth year. Uh, you know this guy, uh, I think, is doing a fantastic job. Now the defensive line, obviously losing Will McDonald, huge. Can they step up and replace that? Uh, they return nose guard Isaiah Lee. 
That is the only starter back on the defensive line. So I think that's the question mark uh, on this defensive unit, because really when I look elsewhere, I see the linebacking core with Jerry Vaughn and Bo Bo. Uh, what's it? Freiler or is it Freeler? I, I, I forget, but uh, he, he, they're, they're solid at the linebacking core. Um, and the secondary is going to be fucking loaded second. They have the, they have some of the best corners, if not the best in all of the big 12 and TJ Tampa and miles purchase. Uh, they return their safety, free safety, Jeremiah Cooper. They are going to be breaking in uh, just one guy in the secondary Malik Verndon. Um, but I, what do you think of the defense? Big question marks of D line. Wouldn't you say so Patty Sue? Yeah. Big question marks of D line. Um, like you said, now Freeler, um, I'm seeing him listed as a safety. So I wonder if he's like a, a hybrid kind of between a linebacker and a safety, but either way uh, the, the defensive front. Yes. More of a concern. The defensive backfield, not so much. Uh, what, I saw a stat that they were uh, in the top six or six straight years in the top three of the big 12 in defense. So it, it is the expectation that this defense is elite. And maybe you see Zach Love at the Missouri transfer on the on the field more at the linebacker spot too. But in general, I think you got to be really happy with the backside of the defense. The question mark's going to be the defensive line, but you know the, it, they seem to have success finding guys throughout the years. Rush, what do you make of the defense? You guys hit the nail on the head. Uh, returning Vaughn and and Freiler, um, definitely your top two tacklers. Get that consistency. Have those leaders step up, especially playing the linebacker and then the other one kind of playing that linebacker safety type role. I would say the one thing from a statistics standpoint that this defense probably needs to pick up on this year is turnovers. They just average getting just over one a game. Um, we've talked about it with all the cards that were stacked against them last year between, you know, the refs, bad calls and one possession games. Um, and when those games can kind of go either way, you know, usually who has that extra turnover is going to end up winning it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, what's that? Can we talk about cornfield defense here for a second? Cornfield defense. Top four defenses in the nation last year were Air Force, who's not in a cornfield, but Iowa, Illinois, and Iowa State. <laughs> you go into those cornfields, you play some defense. Okay. It's just what happens. Uh, well, what happens also in those cornfields are missed field goals because, wow. I know he was just a, fr- a freshman last year, but Jace Gilbert was 12 of 20 on field goals. All right. Long of 44. He missed three of four in the Kansas Kansas game, and he missed six of his last seven kicks overall. He's a sophomore this year. But I'm still a little worried. I'm still a little worried. Punter Tyler Perkins is back. Uh, you know, they play so many close games. So uh, I know they have uh, what a new special teams coordinator in Jordan Langs, who was uh, the uh, head coach at Indiana Wesleyan for the past eight years. So that's nice to have. But Kicking game is so huge for a team like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, look, we're going to go game by game on the schedule and, and try to forecast how the cyclones will do in, in, in 2023. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube. If you see it on, on if you're watching youtube.com slash the college experience, you'll already see what that number set at in Las Vegas, but we're going to get into the schedule, the thick of it, or try to forecast every little inch of this Cyclones team. Uh, look, but before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Iowa State Cyclones 2023 season previews brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Best Ball Mania is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Yes, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and, N- and NFL player props. Um, and they'll have college football when college football comes around. You're here, you will hear me rattling that shit off in a couple months. 
Uh, so there's so many ways to win over on underdog and underdog is available in so many different States. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N. All right. We are back. The schedule is here. The schedule is here and uh, some tricks, it's a tricky schedule, man. Mm-hmm. It is a tricky schedule. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Don't forget that we also host uh, so the on YouTube is the hub for all of our college experience stuff. That's where you, you, you will hear uh, you'll hear rush uh, and, and his co-host talking about the big 12 on the big 12 college experience. We also host the FCS college uh, football experience, uh, the college basketball experience and the college baseball experience to come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, but subscribe to all those feeds separately. And I think you'll dig all of that stuff. But uh, if you're watching, you see the win total here, shout out to our graphics guy, Cam Kerr. It's at, it's at five and a half and week one. Don't look, don't. And I think Matt Campbell knows this. Watch out, watch out because the last couple times the Northern Iowa Panthers have came to uh, have came to old uh, Ames, Iowa. They have been some ball games, Patty. See, do I need to bring up in 2019 triple overtime, Iowa state wins 29, 23 against uh, the likes of what Northern Iowa. And then go back to 2021. They won 16 to 10. This was a 10 to nine game. This game. I mean, just watch out. Northern Iowa can play ball. They're part of the best conference in the FCS, the Missouri Valley. And uh, I think the, if I remember too correctly, the last time the Hawkeyes played Northern Iowa, they needed a blocked field goal. Northern Iowa was lining up to beat them. So Northern Iowa can play ball. The last time the cyclones won a conference championship, they were in that same Missouri Valley (laughs) a hundred 11 Shots years ago. Fired. Shots, Shots fired. Uh so Northern Iowa the Panthers are coming into Ames. I will take the points on this. We don't have a line on that right now, but take the points. Uh Iowa State survives. This mm-hmm. is going to be a dogfight though. I'm telling you. Northern Iowa always plays really good defense. Mm-hmm. They got guys this is where Kurt Warner went to college, David Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals from a few years ago, uh Diedrich Ward. They they just got guys. It's a good football pedigree there. Uh Rush, any chance you're taking the Panthers in in Ames? No, it's it's Iowa State did a good job with with getting Ryan Clayton not only to help your offensive line but already taking your week one opponent's offensive coordinator. So <laughs> great, great, already kind of scored in a way. So great way to start. But Chess. I am with you, Colby, in terms of taking the points. Yeah, take the points. Chestnut checkers there. Yes. yes. <laughs> then week two. Oh man, look, I already see. I'm supposed to be doing at the studio in Vegas, recording all week. And I was thinking about taking the red eye back to LA. So, cause look, when you're in Vegas, it's just chaos. And the week two schedule this year is so great. Now, look, I, I love watching the games and betting on the games, but there's so much you're having cocktails, you, you know, yeah, you, you, I enjoy Vegas, but I'm Come thinking on. about taking a red eye to get back to the studio because be, you get be Colorado, Nebraska. And Iowa, Iowa State. Come on, I mean, look. You're gonna be able to watch those in Vegas. Yeah, but it's all loud. You don't get the audio. It's just a little different. It's a little different. Uh, Fox is covering this game. This game, awesome. Cyhawk Trophy at stake. Patty C. Uh, Iowa State got him a year ago, but Iowa goes out. Gets Cade McNamara, Eric, all in the portal from Michigan. 
They got this. Uh, they got this thing in the uh, in the contract that they must score twenty five points, or Brian Ferentz is going to get fired. <laughs> Average of twenty five points per game. I don't know that he's going to get it here against a stout, stout Cyclones defense. What are you doing here, Patty C? I would be curious. The last time uh, Iowa uh, twenty seventeen, Iowa State uh, put forty one up uh, against that Kirk Ferentz defense. Still took the loss. They have found a way to lose this game close. Not last year though. So many times they finally got it figured out last year. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come. <laughs> for the these Cyclones. games are hilarious. I love these games. Actually, they were going to beat them a couple years ago, and then there's a lightning delay for like twelve hours. They had they had a lead like <laughs> deep into the second half. And a lightning delay for twelve hours, yeah. and Iowa comes out of it at like midnight, yeah. <laughs> and Iowa like ends up like blocking a punt or something. Uh, these games are hilarious, but uh, you know what, man? I'm, this is as fifty-fifty as it gets. Yeah, I'm going Hawkeyes. I think I'm going Hawkeyes too. <laughs> what do, What are you doing here, Rush? Yeah, we'll make it a trifecta. I think this is going to be one of those games. I always remember Iowa playing South Dakota State last year and winning, what was it, like seven to six, two safeties yeah, and, and a, a field, field goal, goal to <laughs> like two field goals. Um, I think it's going to be a similar game. And 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 for shits and giggles, I'll, I'll say Iowa wins. We'll give them two field goals and a safety versus one touchdown. We'll go eight <laughs> to seven, Iowa. Well, these <laughs> games are so huge. I want to say the year before, Brees Hall had a fumble at his own one yard line. So Iowa was up, like they got the first score of the game. It was like seven, nothing. Uh, but that happened in like the third quarter. It was like zero, zero. <laughs> and then, crazy. and then uh breeze hall fumbled and they took it into the end zone. Cause he was at his own, like one or two. Mm-hmm. And like, you're like, man, a 14 point lead for Iowa is like a 75 point lead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, give me Iowa to get this done, but I'm curious this next game, Curtis Rourke. And these are the breaks. Uh, and the Ohio Bobcats. Shout out to Iowa State playing an away game. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of schools in the country that will play at a Mac school. No. All right. There's not a lot of schools. And I, I, I mean, I, they beat them by 30 last year, but this is at Peden Stadium. I do believe the Pitt Panthers, some 15 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, went on the road to Peden Stadium. They thought, oh, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, the store oh, they they in overtime Ohio had a pick six to win it, and they they raided the field there. They stormed the field, whatever the fuck you want to say. And uh, this is a dangerous road game. I'm still taking Iowa State, but watch out. You know, I'm looking at Ohio's schedule last year. They were undefeated at home. I'm I, I want to go back two years. It looks like they took some losses at home. Well, there. that was the tough year that Solich left, like two weeks before the season. That's right. That's yeah. right. Either way, uh, wouldn't wouldn't think uh, old uh, Oxford, Ohio, or uh, Athens, Ohio, yeah. rather, Dude, would be that much of a off. hornet's nest. Pissing but, off those yeah, fans. Sorry, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I still got to go Cyclones here. Rush, what are you doing here at uh, Peden Stadium? I will take the Cyclones as well to go two and one. Everything you said is right. With you got to be careful on the road, especially against an opponent that, in a weird way, has more to win than you do. But it also, in a way, could be a good script for other teams to follow. Yes, it's a little more of a risk, but you can kind of start the Big 12 slate on the road, kind of have a different environment. It, it may it may be one of those risks that ends up paying, paying uh, off for them down the road in the Big 12. Okay, and then next is, is the Big 12 opener when Oklahoma State comes to town. These games, th- this should be nationally televised because these games have been fucking insane lately. Honestly, go back to like 2011 when that when remember Oklahoma State was about to play in the college football playoff <laughs> final game of the year. 
and Iowa State. And that, that was pre Matt Campbell. It's Paul Rhodes, I believe. Uh, they upset him 37 31, double overtime, right? Now, after that, okay, two games got away, but really since the Matt Campbell, since 2015, these games have been fucking insane. So last year, Oklahoma State wins 20 to 14. The year prior, Iowa State wins by three, 24 21. And that was, that was on a questionable spot on a, on a wide receiver screen uh, by Oklahoma state, but that's essentially a game that potentially cost Oklahoma state, the playoffs uh, brutal. Then you have uh, 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 the game prior in Stillwater, Oklahoma state wins 24, 21, the game prior names, Oklahoma state wins 34, 27. And so one score games, then the year before that Matt Campbell wins in Stillwater 48, 42, uh, the game before that in 17, Oklahoma State, and this is Campbell's second year. They win by seven, uh, 49-42. The game prior to that, in, in Campbell's first year, S- Oklahoma State wins by seven. They have been one-score games for the last what two, four, six, eight, eight meetings have been one-score games or less. So, or all one-score games, I should say. Um, <laughs> these games have been fucking insane. I am taking. I think Iowa we know State. What we're gonna get out of yeah, this game. Yeah, this this is the, the 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 fun of the Big Twelve and trying to handicap the Big Twelve. I will take Iowa State to get this done because it's in Ames. Patty, see what are you doing? I like how uh, these the scores of these games have been slowly getting lower and lower. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it started out with both teams in the forties and now they're, you know, yeah, yeah. 20 to 14 was this last one. Um, I don't know. This is a really tough game. Oklahoma state kind of owns the series 34, 20 all time. But uh, I, I get the feeling I want to give the cyclone some love here. So I'm going to do it. Wow. Rush. What are you doing? Here I'm going to go the, Oklahoma yeah. state here. They, they always seem like they start the season off. Well, they're flying under the radar this year. I think Gundy's pissed off. Um, and I think that this is just one of those classic games. Um, everything you mentioned there, I'm kind of the opposite. I think this series, the home team actually doesn't matter. Uh, obviously can help, but I don't think it matters in this situation. I'm going to go Oklahoma state. Wow. The honesty, the honesty here. I like it. Okay. His uncle's not going to get a Christmas. He's not going to get a Christmas yeah, card from his uncle. Sometimes when we touch the honesty is too much. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, you, this would be a bold take by me because uh, Iowa state is seven and 79 against the Oklahoma Sooners and two ties, mm. two ties in there too. <laughs> but uh, Matt Campbell, <laughs> this is a lot like what has happened, Patty C? So since 2016, I'm going to rattle these off. Matt C- Campbell comes in year one. He loses in Ames by just 10 points to to the Oklahoma Sooners and Lincoln Riley at the time. The very next year in Norman, he wins 38-31. Right, gets it done on the road in Norman, which hardly any teams in the Big 12, I feel like, especially at that era in 17, would go into Norman and get wins. The very next year. In Ames, Oklahoma wins by ten, right? Probably a closer game than the final score indicates. They then the very next year in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma wins forty-two forty-one, and that's because Matt Campbell goes for two, and the win. Uh, left corner of the end zone, incomplete pass. Uh, the very next year in Ames, Iowa State beats Lincoln Riley thirty-seven thirty. They they meet in the Big Twelve Championship where uh, Oklahoma wins by six. That was brutal in Arlington. Then in twenty one in Norman, Oklahoma, this was a 21-21 game in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma ends up pulling away twenty eight twenty one. And then last year, last year was a little deceiving too. Final score was twenty seven thirteen, but this was like a 
if memory serves me correct, I believe this was like a 14, 13 game. A, a lot of the way there, these are dog fights. These are dog fights. Now I know it's been a little different. Uh, you got Venables coming into Oklahoma. This isn't Norman. I'll take Oklahoma, but I don't, I don't feel very confident about this. I feel like this is going to be a one score game. I lean Oklahoma just because of the history, but it would not surprise me. He's already dude. The last three times he's been in Norman, it has been a seven point loss, a one point loss where you went for two and then a win. So what are you doing here? Patty C well, seven to 79 all, all time. Like you've mentioned, I think history is, is very much on Oklahoma. Campbell's beat him twice. That's true. He has, a, he's accounted for like a third of their all time wins. Uh, you know, Iowa State won the initial uh, matchup 13 0 back in 1928 between these two teams. <laughs> and since then, hasn't won by more than a touchdown in the entire time. So <laughs> it is tough sledding against the Sooners, but no one has had them better at, uh, prepared than Campbell. Still, got to go Sooners here. Rush, what are you doing here uh, in Norman? Going contrarian here. It seems like Oklahoma into September always has one of those losses. It's usually to Kansas State. Um, I think this year Iowa State actually gets them. Um, I have them three and three after this game. Well, it is the game before the Red River Shootout. Look ahead, Central. <laughs> oh man, it's a great spot for Matt Campbell to catch it is. him. Uh, would not shock me. Okay, so we all got him then at uh, at what th- uh, three and two through the month of September, right? I think we all do. Oh, three yeah. and two. Pardon me. Yeah. Yep. Three and two, and then uh, the TCU Horn Frogs come into Iowa State. They whooped their ass last year. This is a revenge game. Iowa State beats TCU. I got the Cyclones moving to four and two on Saturday, October seventh. Patty, see what are you doing here? I feel like I do too. I mean, it's really hard to overlook what happened last year and just assume that. Well, that's that the motivation. A- that's the motivation, buddy. Yeah. Well, you can be motivated, but you usually get your ass kicked again, no matter how motivated you are. But. Uh, in Ames, I'll give it. I'll give it to the Cyclones. Do you want me to remind you of uh, of what happened the year prior? Yeah. What do we got? Iowa State in Ames won forty eight to fourteen. So maybe that uh, revenge so the, factor is a big actually, deal. Actually, TCU hasn't won in Ames since two thousand fifteen. So they're winless against Matt Campbell. Wowzers! Well, I'm glad I picked them then because yeah. I'm sticking with the Cyclones. <laughs> Rush, what are you doing in this one? You took my whole argument there, Colby. Uh, I, I have uh, Iowa State winning this game. There we go, and then uh, so that puts us at uh, yeah, puts us at five and three. No, 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 four and three. Four right? and three. No, four and two. Right, they lose to Iowa and Oklahoma for me and Patty C. He has them losing to Iowa and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I have them four and two as well. Okay. Now four. they head to Nippert once again, and I think uh, I, I do believe Matt Campbell's happy to welcome Cincinnati because he can recruit in Ohio better now. Um, I got them going in the nippert and getting the dub. Patty C, you're a Cincinnati Bearcat fan. You yeah, still believe not so fast. Nippert's yeah. a hard place to win, and Cincinnati has been a comparably talented team over the past few years. Um, in fact, I want to look at the talent composite. I think they're, they're pretty close. But either way, uh, I think everyone's sleeping on Cincy, and Cincy gets it done here. Whew. Rush, what are you doing here? I am not high on Cincinnati at all this year. I think this is a year they take a major step back and. Kind of, I think they're this year's Iowa State. I, I think they'll play in close games. Um, I think Iowa State's going to go into Cincinnati, win that game, and be on a three-game win streak headed into their bye. Well, let me just say this: Cincinnati number forty-eight in the uh, twenty-four-seven uh, talent composite. Iowa State number sixty-one. 
Just throwing it out there. Yeah, those things throwing don't it out there. Those just things just don't numbers. Matter. They're just numbers. They are. Hey, they're, there's a reason they play the game. Yeah. How about when Iowa State uh, play for the Big Twelve Championship? Hey, uh, even a blind dog finds a bone some days. No, I'm just kidding. This <laughs> Iowa State podcast. You get they're great, and Matt Campbell is a great coach, and he very much out coaches the talent level of this team, and probably the talent on this team is underrated criminally. But to sleep on Cincinnati, maybe because they seem to all go to the NFL. No, you know what I mean. All fair, these Iowa State guys, fair, I, like they seem Matt to Campbell make makes an embarrassment of 24/7 sports. I'll say that. Uh, so look, I got him heading into the bye week, and I think Rush does too with five wins. Patty mm-hmm. C's got him at four. The win totals at five and a half. Uh, they come out the bye week. They head to McLean Stadium to take on the Baylor Bears. This is a hard game to predict. Last year, I know Baylor attacked that bullshit call. Man, this is a game. Like this is a field. Can we just say this is going to come down to a field goal? Yes. I feel like this game every year is fantastic. Um, give me, give me Baylor to get this one. Give me Baylor to I'm get this you. one. You're with. Okay. So, uh, Rush, what are you doing here in Waco? It, it seems, especially with it being in Waco, it seems like <laughs> Baylor always, always just finds a way to beat Iowa State. Um, I, I have, I would say at five and three after this game, Baylor's, it seems like the score is always like 31 to 24, two or by a field goal. It's good. It's going to be that game again. It, it's, yeah. it's that same game every year. So Big I think Baylor football. wins this yeah. one. <laughs> now the Kansas Jayhawks and Jalen Daniels come into town for homecoming Jack Tri stadium. Oh man. I mean, these, these games are hard to predict. This one is I'll hard. take Iowa state. I'll take Iowa state, probably another field goal game. Uh, so I'll, I'll have them hit the over on this by November fourth. Patty, see what are you doing here? Give me the, uh, I mean, give me the Cyclones rather. So that puts you at five wins. Homecoming, so you're, you're one win away from the yeah. over. What are you doing here, Rush? Yeah, I'm going to go with the home team in this one as well. Uh, lost by a field goal last year. Um, I have this game Iowa State going over their win total as well, making them six and three. All right, now they head to BYU. Mm. <laughs> Man. I know uh, Rush, your BYU guy, um, but oh, man, this is and I don't remember what I said on the BYU preview. Did I, I did I give this one? I a don't state? know. It doesn't matter. You did. You thought I, it was a look ahead game to because BYU plays Oklahoma the following week. Yeah, so give me state to get this one and move to seven wins. Patty C, what are you doing here? Give me the Cougs. Mm. Mm. As as a reminder, guys, they're gonna get killed in Provo. They're going to go up to Provo the first time. They're going to be huffing and puffing by the start of the third. It, it's going to be nice and cold and it's BYU is going to kill Iowa state. in this mm, game. Mm, mm. He is them. a BYU fan guys. He is a BYU fan. Um, <laughs> Provo elevation at 4,551 aims, Iowa elevation. 942 feet. So you got to go up a good 4,000 yeah, feet. Yeah. It's, it's tough. So I, I got him right now uh, heading into the final two weeks, Patty C at uh, what? Seven and three, seven and three. Now the Texas Longhorns come to Ames for the final time. There is no way yeah. that Texas is winning this game. <laughs> they should have lost last year in, 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 uh, in uh, Austin. This is not happening. Yeah. Iowa State is beating Texas. I got to move into an eighth win right here. Patty, see what are you doing here? I got them going bowling off of this one. Six and five after this game. They they do get Texas in Ames. Rush, what are you doing here in Ames? Couldn't agree more. Um, last time Texas plays in Ames, I think Texas unfortunately is going to be pretty decent this year, and this is the game Texas puckers up in. Um, I have Iowa State uh, moving to seven wins after this game. 
I got him at eight. He's got him at seven. Patty C's got him at six. Curious what Texas has surrounding this game. Let me double check that. They'll have just come off of Kansas State and a road trip to TCU. So this is the second end of a back to back. Tough, tough spot to catch Iowa State in. Texas is one and two in Ames against Matt Campbell, and that one win was in his second year, and even that was a, a close a 17-7 win. They uh they actually he kind of has their number before last year. And like I said, I really think if you go back and watch this game, if you have YouTube TV, it's on demand there. Uh watch this game and try to tell me that Texas deserved to win last year. I thought Iowa State was the 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 better team and they lost on the scoreboard. I mean, lo and behold, everyone's high on Texas again. Yeah. How many times Campbell had have beaten we seen him? This? Hold on. Campbell before last year, which I said three point loss last year. Campbell had beaten him three straight times. So it was almost fourth. They're beating them in Ames. Wow. They're beating them in Ames, which sets up for me if they win this next one. I actually kind of believe that Farmageddon on November 25th, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. This one will have implications probably on appearing in the Big 12 championship. I think I think Kansas State's too good though. I got K State winning. If this was in Ames, I'd probably take Iowa State. But in the Little Apple, I got Kansas State winning this. I got uh, them going. What eight? What did I call it? eight and four? Is that correct? One, two, three. What four, five, six, seven, eight? Eight and four is my final record. Patty C, what do you have happening here? Uh, you know they do have an all-time lead in that Farmageddon Kansas State rivalry, fifty-two to fifty. That's great. And four, absolutely great. All time. However, Kansas State brings that series within one by getting the W in the Little Apple. That's that's that should be the where college game day should be. Yeah. Rush, uh, what are you doing here in Farmageddon? I think everything has a funny way of evening out. They had six. Uh, one possession games as we brought up that they did not that they lost by last year. I think this year it's going to be the opposite. They're going to have six one possession games they win by this year. It's going to be like the Minnesota Vikings we saw this previous year. Uh, and I think because of that, the mirrors are going to reflect each other. One of these games being against Kansas State and ten to nine game. Uh, I think Iowa State's going to go eight and four and win Farmageddon this year. Wow. So I got him eight and four. He's got him at eight and four. Patty C six and six. Six and six, but I feel like seven and five is really where I want to go with it. But if I'm breaking it down, it comes out to six and six. But I feel like this is a at least a seven and five team here. All right. So we're all on the over. I actually do think you you could hear me be mentioning this on our locks episode in August, but because I feel very good about this. Last year was a youth movement. All those guys, they lost, they lost small. They were all freshmen. How many freshmen on that starting team? I feel like there's a decent amount. Uh, let's let's before I get out of here, I want to what I had the opportunity to talk to Michael Barker about Jack Jack Tri Stadium there in Ames. Uh, so I sat down with him. He's known as College Football Campus Tour. You should check him out because he's he's fantastic. He goes to like a thousand college football games a year. Uh, anyway, here is that interview right here. So with no further ado, here we go. Joining us on the College Football Experience Iowa State Cyclones 2023 season preview is. None other than college football campus tour. You might be saying, "Hey, what are, what are you talking about, Colby?" Yes, college football campus tour on Twitter. That's at CFB Campus Tour is an account you should be following because this guy, Michael Barker, uh, he he basically goes to every stadium. He goes like six, seven games a week. He's been to every single FBS stadium. Uh, so I'm honored to have him on the show. How you doing, Michael? And uh, gl- thanks for hopping on to talk a little Iowa State and Jack Trice Stadium. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Thank you for the introduction. And uh, yeah, Jack Trice, uh, excited to talk about it. Yeah, so I mean, look, uh, obviously, Iowa State, 
for a long time was suffering. I feel like eighties, nineties, they were having dark years, but Matt Campbell has ignited this, this program. And I feel like, you know, this is a, a program that is, is really on the rise. Uh, tell me about the history of this stadium. So uh, it opened in 1975, uh, has 61,000 seat capacity. Uh, it's named after Jack Trice was the uh, first African-American player for Iowa state. He died in a game in 1923 uh, for, or he died as, as a result of injuries from a game in 1923. And they named the stadium after him. There's a lot of, you know, there's a note that he wrote at a hotel about giving his effort. And it, it's a good backstory and, and a great, great person to name a stadium after uh, it's actually the third largest stadium in the big 12. And when uh, Oklahoma and Texas go to the SEC, it will end up being number two with BYU jumping up number one. So it's a, one of the biggest facilities in the in the big uh, the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, excuse me. And then uh, in their history, they have 14 wins over top 25 opponents at home. So they've had a lot of significant upset wins at Jack Trice. Yeah, and I can understand the the reason for confusion because they had ten teams this year. They have fourteen next year. They go to twelve. It gets confusing. And uh, yeah, Jack Trice Stadium. I've always wanted to go there. I, I've seen. I remember that Oklahoma State game where they were about to make the playoff and uh, or the national championship. I think that was pre pre uh, pre playoff. But Iowa State knocks them off on a Thursday. I believe it was a Thursday night. Might have been a Friday. But I just. They, they, they always seem to have a great fans, you know, and a great, it just seems like a great fan experience. So tell me about your experiences to uh, Jack Trice. Yeah. And I can echo that they, in the pregame, they have this uh, tornado warnings uh, siren that goes off and it gets the crowd in a frenzy and they got a countdown. So it's a cool introduction. Uh, I went there for, I'm going to say one and a half games uh, in 2018. I tried to do a two for one with Iowa, Iowa state, I got to Iowa State in time for kickoff. Uh, they played five minutes against South Dakota State, scored a touchdown, went up 7 nothing. Then they took everybody off the field for lightning in the area. About three hours later, it didn't let up, and they canceled the game. So I didn't really count that one. Brutal. Uh, so it was brutal. And, uh, you know, you're booing your own announcer for canceling it, but what can you do? <laughs> and then uh, in 2020, I went there. It was a COVID game. Uh, reduced capacity about 50%, but it was the season finale and they absolutely annihilated West Virginia. So um, been there twice, you know, visited on non-game days. I feel like it's a little bit personally incomplete, but uh, again, great stadium, uh, a lot of good victories there. And I'm hoping to get back there. They're a good two for one candidate uh, with Drake and the FCS. And then as I mentioned, Iowa state, so or Iowa uh, university of Iowa. So trying to get them back on the schedule as soon as possible. Oh, I'm telling you folks, look, two for ones. He's talking about, he's not talking about the grocery store here. He's this guy's talking about going to multiple games in one day. That's why you should be following Michael on Twitter at CFB campus tour. Uh, he does the photo of the game. It's, it's honestly like just an awesome follow. Uh, that's how I even became friends with him. was like, I was like, who the hell is running this page? They do great work. And uh, that turned out to be Michael Barker, Michael. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. And maybe one day I'll catch you at Jack Trice stadium. Let's do it. I'll see you there. Thanks Colby. Any? All right, Michael Barker, dude, I got to get to Ames rush. Have you been to Ames to see your uncle? Not yet, but I, I, I need to, yeah. one of those things that it just, it, yep. Gotta got get there. We, we gotta get out. We gotta make a trip, man. All, right. All those Iowa schools, man. I feel like there's yeah. gotta be. We should get there for Farmageddon. Yeah, Farmageddon. Would be That's when too. you gotta get there. That'd be pretty great too, folks. Uh, we're all on the over. I feel 
pretty good about it. How do you guys feel about the over? Patty, do you feel, feel pretty good? Yeah, pretty uh, Rush, good. how do you feel about the over? Feel great about it. Yeah, yep. I think you're gonna hear be hearing me say this in August on our locks episode, folks. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. Uh, once again, we are uh, on Twitter at uh, you know uh, I'm sorry on Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, we're on YouTube at that's what I was trying to say. YouTube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe over there. And uh and look, the Big 12 college football experience, you gotta subscribe to that. That's Rush Bishop. Rush, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk with us. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Rambling Rush. Great, great name. Great name there on Twitter. Uh and yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Big Twelve college football experience because this year's going to be fucking awesome. This year, uh, in, in the coming years, I think the Big Twelve knows what they're doing. Their oh, footprint yeah. on what they want to do. Uh, also, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Once again, the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And check out the FCS college football experience. The FBS college football experience, all that good stuff. The college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, part of the sports gambling podcast. You want to check them out. We just had a Joe Theismann on this week, and then uh, Carson Steele, the starting running back for the UCLA Bruins. Go check out that. And we got Phil Steele coming on soon. So, folks, subscribe, tell a friend, get the SGPN app for free in the App Store and Google Play Store. Uh, and also come talk college football with us in the discord and college basketball, whatever the, really, whatever the sport, you could be a game with dominoes happening on, uh, you know, happening in, I don't know, uh, uh, Thailand. And we got you covered. All right. <laughs> Look, uh, just, uh, hop One on night in Bangkok. Well, yeah, that's how that song, that's what that song was really about. It's about our uh, discord channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's about our discord channel, sports slash discord. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. Iowa state style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.